welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. My favorite protein bar, Built Bars. I talk about them. I talk about them a lot. I eat them a lot. They're amazing. They're the size of a Snicker bar and they have 150 calories, which is half the calories of a Snicker bar. They on average have five to nine grams of sugar, which is a quarter to a third of the sugar in a Snicker bar. And they have protein, which is a lot more than what you'll find in a Snicker bar. On average, they have 17 grams of protein, 150 calories. They're made with real chocolate. If you go to builtbar.com and use my code destination begin, you're going to save money on trying Built Bar. They have a mixed box and they also, you can buy half a box. You can get Cherry Garcia. You can get Blueberry Muffin, the double chocolate brownie chunk. They have a new Caramel Almond Delight, delicious. And they also have Built Puffs, which are protein marshmallow covered in chocolate. They're delicious. Check them out. If you haven't had them, you are missing out. They're a really great way to add some protein into your life in a way that tastes yummy. And they're small enough that they're not a meal replacement like a lot of protein bars. They also don't wreck your guts and they don't suck all the moisture out of your mouth. So builtbar.com, give them a try. Use my code destination begin, save some money and fall in love with some really yummy chocolate protein bars in your life. Hi, hi. Welcome to another episode of the Destination Begin podcast. I'm super glad that you are here yet again. This week, I am talking a little bit about weight loss and the mindset required for weight loss. This podcast is a mix of life and soul work and all of these things that I like to talk about, but ultimately... The main focus of this podcast and why I got started was to talk about mindset and weight loss and fitness and making a lifestyle for you that works for you to be healthy. So often we need to lose weight, we need to get in shape. That's why a lot of you are here. That's why a lot of you have found me and follow me because of my journey with weight loss and keeping it off and the fact that I teach the strategies and the skills to do so. So this episode, I'm going to apply some concepts that I have been reading about, and I like to zoom out sometimes to the absurd in order to really take emotion out of some of these very difficult decisions we make with food, just so that we can use our logical brain and approach eating and food in our lifestyles the way we do other things. Um, the emotion that's tied to food is it's intentional, highly processed, highly palatable foods are designed to be addictive and are designed to have an emotional pull. If you sit around in a room and your friends and you were asked to name your favorite vegetables, you could do so and you could probably get some enthusiasm about your favorite vegetables. Oh, I really love broccoli. I like it steamed. Um, you know, I like to chew on carrots when I'm bored and um, I really like snap peas. Snap peas are really good. I like to microwave those and eat those with just some salt in the middle of the day. But then if I said, I want you all to sit around and name your favorite indulgent snack, the tone changes immediately. Oh my gosh. Chocolate chip cookies. 
hot from the oven oh my gosh the way they smell it's like you can't you can't just eat one you end up eating two or three and the chocolate melts on your lips it's so amazing oh my gosh at the state fair they have sweet martha's chocolate chip cookies they have four different places where they're making hot chocolate chip cookies all day every day and you can smell them oh my gosh and um of course donuts i love donuts pizza hot pizza so the emotion that's tied to these foods it's it becomes apparent when we think about highly palatable highly tasty things the reason that they appeal to us emotionally is because typically they have um, a 2-1 fat carb ratio. So I've talked about this before, but it's a really important thing to understand. The first food, the first thing that hits you when you're a baby is breast milk or formula. And the carb fat ratio is 2 to 1. And, you know, when you cry, when you're a baby, you are soothed by being fed. And so there is a natural connection between your emotional pleasure center and foods with a 2-1 fat carb ratio. And so the lovely thing is that food companies, manufacturers of processed foods, they understand this. And so if you look at a list of all your favorite foods, snacks, treats, pizza, Oreos, popcorn, ice cream, etc., they have a 2-1 fat carb ratio. And it's designed that way. So these things become very emotional to us. Plus, we will often eat those things when we are sad, when we are happy, because we associate them with emotions, and then family events and special occasions. So now we have food tied to our life and our lifestyle and memories. So it's difficult when we think about losing weight and okay, the way that I need to lose weight is to be in a calorie deficit and I need to reduce the number of highly caloric foods in my day. Well, now I'm taking away a large piece of the pleasure in my life and I don't like that very much. So sometimes we have to zoom out and remove the emotion and start making decisions about these things using our logical brain and treating this like any other project that we would do, treating it like any other problem that we would try to overcome and stop being so emotional. Um, And that's easier said than done because emotions, um, emotions are a big part of living a human experience. So today I'm gonna talk about some of these strategies and just hopefully help you get into a place in your mind where it makes it a little easier to make the logical decisions that you really do want to make when it comes to changing your weight, changing your lifestyle. I'm reading the book The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Now, I'm really late to the party. This is a book that's been out for a really long time. Over 5 million copies have been sold. And here I sit in 2022 with this book. I've had it in my Audible queue for... A year and a half and I hadn't listened to it I'd listened to the first couple of minutes of it and was blown away and then I never picked it up again but I am reading it now and it's been really eye-opening it's right on time for me I may be really late but I need it right now in my life and what I find that's interesting is some of the concepts in this book we can apply to a lot of life situations and a lot of problems and I think it applies really well to the idea of changing our lifestyle of weight loss and health so just a couple of facts right uh there's the past there's the future and there's the now and this book is all about living in the now 
And when it comes to weight loss, this is very difficult. First of all, we all have a past, typically, that involves having dieted before. For most of us who have fought our weight, uh, we have a history of failed diets, of losing weight and gaining it back, of losing a little weight, um, not keeping it off, trying diet after diet. And so our past tells us that, well, we're going to fail. We don't have a history of success uh, over and over and over. The past tells us that we can't do this. The past says it's impossible. Um, we think back to other times we've gotten really excited at the first of the year. We're all motivated, and then come March, April, we don't even remember what we set out to do. Um, it's March right now. These are the conversations I'm having. It was really, really, really easy to build my personal training calendar and fill up my weight loss and mindset program that started January. Um, but now that it's March, it's off the radar. Um, so many people that decided not to join my program because they were good, they were just you know really motivated. Um, some of those people are calling me now saying, hey, yeah, I, I do need help doing this. Um, it's, it's very typical of us with that fresh, clean, first of the year slate to say, all right, I'm ready. But the past comes to rear its ugly head. And when it gets hard, we often say, well, this didn't work before. It doesn't work now. Forget it. And then we lose our motivation. Now it's just like February 23rd and who cares about February 23rd? It doesn't matter. It's too hard. It doesn't really matter. Um, I don't really feel like it. It's the middle of winter. It's March. That motivation that got us to sign up for something or go buy all the protein and throw out all the junk food, that's long gone by this time of the year. So our past tells us, nah, I always get excited and then I always quit. And our past also, sometimes we get injured. We go gung-ho, we go join a gym, we sign up for all the classes, we go nuts, we get super sore or we hurt ourselves. So now the past is saying, oh, when you work out, you get hurt. When you work out, you get too hungry. When you work out, you know, X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. Um, also, think about all the times in the past where you have done that big kitchen clean out, thrown out all the junk food, went and gotten all the fresh vegetables, filled up all the drawers with greens and veggies and joined the gym and just said, I'm investing in me. And then the end of the month, you've got a drawer full of rotten vegetables. You're throwing it away. Um, you've decided uh, food prep cooking is too hard. We're back to drive throughs We've wasted a lot of money. So now we think, all right, I need to lose weight, but oh my gosh, it's too expensive and I don't have time. So those are all the messages that the past tell us. And now the future also does not help because we think, okay, I want to lose 20 pounds. It's going to take forever. I have no idea what my body's going to look like in 20 pounds. Um, I have no idea what my life is going to be like. Um, I have a whole bunch of events coming up. I can't possibly be on a diet at those three birthday parties that I have and that graduation and that wedding. So I can't possibly go on a diet right now. I can't possibly change my lifestyle. There are too many things going on. Um, also, it takes a long time of consistent changing your consistently changing your behavior before you see results. So the idea of the future, if I said, if someone comes to me and says, I need to lose 50 pounds, my response is typically, I don't know how long that's going to take you. I cannot tell you how long that's going to take you. But I would say a safe rate of loss is a full year to lose 50 pounds. A pound a week is actually pretty aggressive. 
um, averaged out. Um, and when you think about, I want to lose 50 pounds, well, March of next year, that's when I'm going to get there. Oh, it's too long. So what happens? We say it's too long. I'm going to do a six week reset and I'm going to drink tons of water and eat 800 calories and I'm going to lose 20 pounds in 30 days. And so we can, we can bite that off, but then what happens after 30 days? What happens on day 31? Now here comes the past to show us again, hey, I did this gung-ho, I did so good. Now I'm going to ease into eating more normally, but first I'm going to go have pizza. I'm going to have all the things that I didn't get to eat for a full month. And now we're right back where we started typically, or sometimes even worse. So we look at the future and say, "Ugh, it takes too long to lose weight. The quick things don't work. So we get stuck and we don't know what to do. We don't know how to proceed. We feel hopeless. Well, the beautiful thing is, is that we do have now. We have today. And why is this thought, why doesn't that thought work for you? Like it doesn't work. When I say we have now, it's like, yeah, yeah, but. Why? Because now, now is hard. Now is right here. When you're tired, you're tired now. And so it's easy to say, I'll be less tired tomorrow. Well, tomorrow doesn't come. It's never tomorrow. All we ever have is today. The good news is, if you're tired now, when you put out energy, you get energy. So often when we're really tired, if we decide to get up and move, go to a workout class or go for a walk anyway, we get energy. So many people tell me I was going to take a nap, but I decided to go for a walk first. And it was amazing because I didn't need a nap anymore after I took a walk. But now it's hard because when we're tired, we're tired right now. And guess what? You're going to be tired again. The future is full of days when you're going to be tired. When Will you not be tired? If you're going to defer doing something now to when you're not tired, when is that going to be? How many days a week are you completely and totally refreshed and ready for a workout? How many days a week? To the weekend? Typically, we experience some tiredness most days at some point in the day. So tired is not an excuse to not grab today and do what you can do today. Results in this department is the culmination of a whole bunch of today's doing a little bit. So now is hard because you have to do the thing now. Deferring it to tomorrow, it never gets us anywhere. And we're hungry now. So we're tired now sometimes and now we're hungry. Well, I, I need to lose weight, but I'm hungry right now. So maybe I'll eat and then I'll work out. <laughs> I need to eat. I can't go into starvation mode. I can't tell you how many people tell me that they're in starvation mode. Starvation mode is not a thing for 99% of the people who are trying to lose weight. Now, is it possible to be under eating? Yes, but that's not starvation mode. So the drama of that is insane. It's an excuse. Um, It's an absolute and total excuse. If you're not losing weight, it's not because you're not eating enough. You look at countries where there is a shortage of food and people are starving, those people are in starvation mode. You are not in starvation mode. Now, you can undereat, 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 and your metabolism will slow, 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 slow down, and you will require less food in order to keep your body going. Your body's very efficient. But the idea, I've hum- I'm hungry now. I need to eat. I can't possibly go to the gym. I'm too hungry And I don't want to go into starvation mode. No, absolutely not. That's an excuse. And that excuse will be really, really convincing today and tomorrow. So that excuse 
No, you're hungry now? Have a snack, drink some water, and get after it. Also, did you know that exercise curbs hunger? There are a lot of people who run who have a period of time after a run that they're absolutely like, get food away from me. It's not appealing. So when you exercise, a lot of times it is a hunger suppressant and you can actually go a little bit longer and um, it's powerful. So if you're hungry, sometimes what you should actually do is go work out, go for a walk, go for a run, hop on your bike. And if you're really hungry right now, grab some vegetables. Um, I often eat vegetables on my way to a workout on the way to the gym when I used to drive to the gym. So now it's hard because you're tired now sometimes and you're hungry now sometimes. And sometimes right now you're not motivated. So Friday afternoon at three o'clock, you are not motivated. And it's so, so common and easy to say, you know what? Monday, Monday, I'm going to start over because Monday I'll be motivated. Or maybe you were motivated this past Monday and now it's Friday and you're like, ugh, I'm just going to start over. This week was a dud. Now that thought gets us very excited because it eases the anxiety that we feel because we've promised ourselves we're going to start later. So we know there's a solution coming. So now our anxiety is diminished and we get excited because we don't actually have to do anything right now. So now we have an excuse to do nothing today, but we have the dream results for the future. So now we have taken the future, brought it into now to comfort ourselves now when really what we should be doing right now is moving and making the choices we need to be making right now, not deferring action for the future that may never get here. Now is all we have. It's always going to be today. Your life and your body right now represents your life's culmination of food choices and movements. And if you want to change what your life and health and your body is right now, you have to change it today. Every time that it's today, you have to show up and do something that creates the body and the life and the health that you want. Today, now is all we have. Now is all we have. And it's very hard to get motivated in the moment But did you know that motivation is an emotion? It's an emotion and it's based on a thought. Emotions flow from a story in our head, thoughts in our minds. So if you need motivation, you can change your mind. You can do this. You don't need to watch a video of somebody who lost weight to get motivated. You can motivate yourself with mantras, with reminders, with affirmations, and a lot of different things you can do. If you decide that you want to make a change, you can. There's always a how, but you have to decide. So if you've decided I'm doing this, I don't care. Then when you are not feeling motivated and you're tired and you're hungry, you're going to dig deep and say, okay, I got to do this. How am I going to get my mind and my body to work together? So some affirmations and some mantras. These are really important tools you can use on your weight loss journey. I encourage people in all of my programs to have sticky notes and Sharpies and to write mantras and motivation to themselves and put them where they'll see them. On the mirror, I have a whole bunch of them right here on my computer screens. Um, You have to be able to motivate yourself in the moment and not rely on external motivation. People ask me a lot, how do you stay motivated? Well, I don't. My alarm went off yesterday morning at 4.15 like it has been. I'd been up all night, off and on, because my dog got sick. I was not motivated to go to the gym. I was not motivated to get out of bed. 
I had to motivate myself. I had to say, all right, if I don't go now, I'll get an extra hour of sleep. But then I have to go to the gym after I run boot camp, after when I'm more tired. When I've also got sun, I've been in the sun and I've been also sharing my heart and, you know, like the workout on the beach takes a lot out of me. If I don't do it right now, I'm going to have to do it then. The future is not going to be easier. Now is actually easier. And if I get this done now, I can exhale. And so I wasn't motivated, but I motivated myself. And I went and did the thing. Now, sometimes I don't do that. Sometimes I actually actually also fall under the burden of I can't do it. But motivate. You can motivate yourself with mantras. It's hygiene. This is a big one I use. This is a big reminder. It's not a choice for me to move my body. I have a body. I want it to work well. It's like a machine and I got to keep it well oiled and I got to keep it functioning. So I have to move it. Just like my teeth. I want to keep my teeth in good health. Every day I brush my teeth. It's hygiene. Every day I shower. I don't want to smell. So I shower. I wash my hair sometimes. Um, I do my dishes. I'm not a person who leaves dirty dishes in the sink. And so these are things that I do to simply manage my life, my space, my body. Working out and putting good food in my body is part of that hygiene practice. It's not a question of, oh, wow, do you take care of yourself? No, we all have the responsibility to take care of ourselves. And if our body is in a situation that we don't like, then it's up to us to implement lifelong habits to change it. If your teeth were falling out and rotting because you weren't brushing them, the solution is to fix them and to keep brushing them and take care of them. If your car breaks down, you fix it, you maintain it, you keep it running. This shouldn't be a choice. This should feel like, okay, this is the baseline requirements of me as a human being living in a body. If I want my body to function well and I want to be able to show up in life and participate with everything in me, I got to take care of my body. It's not negotiable. That's really a powerful reminder for me when I feel like, no, this is my job. It's my duty to my body to move it, period. Take care of it. You can not have what you want and have what you want. This is a good mantra. Um, This really resonated with Melissa, who's in uh, my current group program. I can't have what I want and have what I want. If I want that donut, I can't have what I want. In other words, I want to have a body that is fit and not swollen. I don't want to be sleepy later. I don't want to put sugar in it, but I want that donut. Well, I can't have what I want, the donut, and have what I want, the healthy body. Period. It's very important to remember that. If you really want to change your body in your life and you want to live in a body that feels good and looks good and functions well, you can't have everything that you want to put in it. You just can't. You just can't. If you want to eat hyper tasty foods all the time, stay in bed, not work out, not move your body, you cannot live in a body that looks like Gwyneth Paltrow. It doesn't work that way. Our bodies reflect what we do to them and how we use them. And the sooner we can accept this, the sooner we're going to take action and then get over it essentially and say, this is just what I have to do. Nobody who has a fit, healthy body is a superhero. They're simply prioritizing the fact that they want their body 
to be the way it is. Your body reflects the choices you make every single day, period. Another good mantra, it's just food. I use this one all the time. I repeat it here. I write it down. Um, it's, it's just food. It is an inanimate pile of molecules that is not going to put itself into your mouth. At the store, it is not going to jump in your cart, ride in your cart, jump onto the scanner, take money out of your wallet, hand it to the cashier, put itself in a bag, jump in your car, come into your house, tie your hands and shove itself down your throat. You have a choice every single one of those steps. You never have to pick it up. You never have to put it in your cart. You never have to pay for it. You never have to put it in a bag. You never have to walk it to your car, open your car, put it in the car, drive home, take it out of your car, put it into your cupboard. And once it's there, you never have to open the cupboard, open the package, pick it up and put it in your mouth. None of those steps happen without you actively participating in the process. It's just food. You can walk away. Do you want to? That's the question. Do you want to? You can't have what you want and have what you want. Period. If you want to reach your goals, then you got to start wanting to make different decisions. You can have those foods anytime you want. If you want an Oreo next week, you can have one next week. You don't have to have one today. Next week, you can make that decision then. But today, are there going to be Oreos in your day? They're going to be margaritas in your day. Is there going to be tacos in your day? Did you decide? All you have is today. So while you don't defer good activities to tomorrow, it's awesome to push the bad ones out. Because guess what? Most of the time they never happen. Just like you probably never will actually go to the gym tomorrow if you decide you don't want to go right now. If you decide I'll have Oreos tomorrow, you probably aren't going to go back to the store tomorrow and get Oreos. Tomorrow usually doesn't happen the way we think it's going to in a moment. So it's a good strategy. Just say, mm, I'll do it tomorrow. Anytime you can delay, anytime you can delay, a decision typically doesn't end up happening. So it works both ways. Another good reminder and a, an affirmation too is, I have done harder things than this. Think about the hardest thing you've done. If you're a woman and you're a mom, you gave birth, Okay carried a baby in your belly for nine months and then you birthed that thing that that person that thing that's really hard you telling me you can't walk away from a bowl of fettuccine alfredo that's sitting there steaming in your face you've done much harder things you're saying you cannot get up half an hour earlier to get a walk-in before work what about when you were raising your kids and they got up five times in the night Did you decide, I don't feel like feeding my baby tonight. I am too tired. Let it cry. I don't care. No, you did the hard thing. Maybe you're not a parent, so you can't relate to that. But how many late nights did you stay up studying in school? How many events did you miss in order to get that degree? How many times did you sit for a test and have to go back and retake it? And you did. You showed up, even though it stunk the first time. How many of you have trained a dog? Did that dog sit the first time you told him to sit? No, you have done really hard things. You have a 100% track record for doing hard things. You can do this. These are some ideas for some mantras, motivations, and affirmations that will help you. So when you're not motivated, you can create motivation by putting thoughts into your head that lead to the positive emotion called motivation. It's not that simple because sometimes we get stubborn. It's like, I don't want to, and I don't even want to be talked into it. 
trust me as a coach some people show up to boot camp and they're just like don't talk to me i'm just glad i'm here and i'm like i won't talk to you but i'm so glad you're here like yeah 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 by the end oh my gosh i'm so glad i got here i did not want to do that i started out slow but i feel so much better yes nobody leaves a workout and says man i wish i would have just stayed home that was a waste of my time moving my body nope no one said it on my beach at least so I have another little ridiculous analogy. I love analogies. I don't know if you've noticed on this podcast, but I love analogies. I like to compare this whole diet, weight loss choice thing to other things because, again, it takes the emotion out of it and we can just use our logic. So if you think about how you've shown up for yourself in your health and fitness journey with starting and stopping diets and not being consistent and not being able to get in a rhythm. Let's just imagine that you decided that you, let's imagine you had no job and you wanted money because I don't know, you wanted a place to live and a car and all the things in life. So you said, okay, I'm going to get a job and I'm going to work and I am going to earn money so that I can live a lifestyle where I have things. So get a job. Awesome. I am now working. Now, let's imagine that you show up to that job the way you show up for yourself when it comes to a diet like, and workouts. So you have a job. You're going to go whenever you want to. Like, eh, let's see. This week I'm going to go Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. That's when I'm going to go. So Monday comes and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go to work. So you go to work. And then Tuesday you're like, Ugh, I don't want to. So you only go when you feel excited. When there's something special, like maybe there's a great playlist at work and you want to hear the music, that's when you go. Or maybe you only go when your favorite coworker is there. So you're like, oh, if you're not going, I'm not going. So like say your 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 coworker calls in sick. Oh, well, I'm gonna leave. I don't wanna I don't wanna be here without them. I can't do this alone. <laughs> what if you only go on payday? What if you do a crappy job and they only pay you for the work that you did? Like you, you showed up like for two hours and they paid you for two hours. You're like, excuse me, I was expecting more money than this. Well, did you put the effort in to earn more money? No, but we do this all the time. I just did this this past week, you guys. I am on prep. I'm doing a bodybuilding show in July. And this week, I didn't get my cardio in every day. I got it in some of the time. Um, I was extra hungry. And so I totally, totally like scraped in extra macros, lots of different places I had a couple of days where I just, I ate too much and I didn't move enough and I knew it and I didn't sleep enough. So this morning when I did my weigh-in, guess what? My average weight, exactly the same. This entire last week, I got nothing because I didn't do the work. So to get on this scale, I was hoping, oh, maybe it'll just be magical anyway. No, no. The scale reflected the work I put in like it always does. <laughs> so annoying, but I deserved to see. And by the way, I always say don't weigh yourself every day. It's totally, I mean, the scale is the scale. But right now I'm on a very specific diet and I do weigh every day. And what I do is I run a seven day average and I compare weekly that average number. So I'm just saying this because you might say, wait a minute, you tell us not to weigh ourselves. I do. I don't think weighing yourself. In fact, I've complained to my coaching team here. I don't want to weigh myself every day. It messes with my head. I hate it. But in this situation, because of how specific the data is, for my goal, it is important. Ugh, I hate it. But bottom line is, what if at your work you put in crap effort 
should they pay you? Now, a lot of you, a lot of us, we do put in crap effort and we still get that direct deposit. Mm-hmm. Check yourself. Anyway, so what if you go to work and you earn a hundred bucks and you're like, yes, I have a hundred bucks. And then you go to the mall and you spend 200 bucks on your credit card because you're just so excited that you earned a hundred bucks. That happens all the time with a diet. You weigh in, you're down a pound. Awesome. I'm going to go celebrate and I'm going to go have 6,000 calories this weekend. Woohoo. And then Monday morning, you're up two pounds. So now you've reversed it. This happens all the time. What if at your job, you take a lunch break and you get super caught up in a TV show and you're like, I'm not going to go back. <laughs> I'm just tired. How many times does this happen? You start the day really strong and then you're like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'll, I'll just go back tomorrow. I'll go back to work tomorrow. I'll get back on the stick tomorrow. You wake up the next day. I'm tired. I'm just going to skip it. This is ridiculous. You know what? I just want to live my life. I just want to live my life. It's not worth it. It's fine. We do that with work? No. Oh, I'm, I'm in a bad mood today. I've had quite the hard, difficult conversation with my spouse. We got in a fight. They certainly do not expect me to show up. I, who would go to work when they're upset? No. I need to stay home. I need to just chill out. It's too much. I cannot possibly eat healthy today and work out when I'm this upset. I have my period. I'm bloated. I cannot work out. I have cramps. I don't feel good. Can't do it. Cannot possibly eat that apple. I must have a burrito because I'm hormonal. Now, what if someone dies? Now, when someone dies, yeah, you get to take time off of work. And then you're supposed to go back. So many people, something bad happens in your life. You stop caring about your food. You stop caring about your diet. You stop going to the gym. Perfect excuse. Obviously, something terrible has happened. But instead of getting back to it after the appropriate amount of time, now all of the momentum is gone. And it's like, wait a minute, what? To completely lose ourselves in the circumstances that show up. So what if that happened at work? Someone died. They give you three days bereavement or a week off. What if you were like, ugh. I can't possibly go back. In fact, I'm going to go to the mall, go into super duper debt. And then like, I don't know, in six months after I'm $100,000 in debt, I'm just going to go back to work super depressed and try to earn all that money back. That is what we do. This is what happened during COVID. The world shut down. Everyone at home Everyone's depressed. Now, all of a sudden, we're ordering pizza. We're watching Netflix. And instead of using this time to move our bodies, now we have time. Can't tell you how many people tell me they cannot follow a diet and exercise because they have no time. Pandemic hit. Everybody had all this time. Did anybody that you know all of a sudden get into sick shape because they had time? No. I have so many clients gain COVID weight. So if you're telling yourself, I don't have time to work out and eat healthy, ask yourself what you did during the pandemic when you have a ton of time and you're at home. Did you do workouts at home? Did you go for walks? Did you food prep? I don't have time to food prep. You had time to food prep then. Did you food prep then? No, this country gained so much weight during COVID. So this idea of I don't have time to eat healthy and work out is garbage. It's the number one excuse that I get. And it's the number one reason that I get upset when I get upset in what I do. I don't get upset very often. I get upset because it's such a, a lie that has permeated the culture of this country. Our country is full of people who are unhealthy because 
huge list of reasons, the food industry, the marketing of that food. We are pawns in a money game, and it's a huge, huge web. Food industry, marketing industry, pharmaceuticals, don't get me started. You just got me started. I'm on a tangent. But bottom line is there's this lie that we are too busy to take care of ourselves. It's garbage. It's the biggest lie. Stop believing the lie. If you don't have time to take care of your body, what is more important than your body? When your body breaks down, what do you have? What do you have when your health is gone? When you are relying on insulin, when you are on statins, when you are on so many medications just to be able to keep you alive, when you have heart disease, diabetes, high cholesterol, when you have 50, 100 extra pounds on your body, you can no longer move efficiently, you have edema, you have cellulitis, you have high cholesterol, your health fails, Alzheimer's disease. We still don't know where a lot of these things come from, but they didn't exist before we had all this garbage food and the lifestyle that we have. So think about it. What is your life going to be like when you no longer have choices on how to move your body and you no longer feel well enough because you're sick? We have to prioritize our health. Just like most of us have jobs, we prioritize making money so we can live. We need to prioritize taking care of our bodies and our health so that we can live. It's the number one thing that we should be doing period. So it's about deciding and it's about zooming out and saying, all right, (laughs) I got to do this. It's hygiene. Eating well is my responsibility. It's not always fun. But if I do it today, I do it right now. That's all I have to think about is just today and right now. Tomorrow we'll figure it out when we get there. Bottom line. So now that I've yelled at all of you, (laughs) out of love, I used to be 400 pounds. I used to eat all of the food. I still love all of the food. I'm sitting here in a place of understanding, but also on the other side of my weight loss journey, understanding that life begins when we start taking care of ourselves, period. And it doesn't ever end. We aren't ever done. We continue to work on our bodies. We continue to feed ourselves healthy food the rest of the way so we can enjoy our bodies and our life the rest of the way. It's possible. You can do this. It's so within your reach, but we got to take our mind out of the past and all the failures, take our eyes out of the future and how we can defer and just instead think about now. So here are some strategies to make now happen. Let's make now happen. How's that? Remember Mean Girls? Gretchen Wieners. She was just using the word fetch. And um, Regina George. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's like the best line of that movie. One of the best lines of that movie. Love that movie. That's why on Wednesdays we wear pink. I wear pink. And I encourage everyone to wear pink anyway. I digress. Let's make now happen. So one of the ways that you can make now happen is to calendar it. So put it in your calendar. If you're going to work out four times, put it on your calendar. Pick the time. Make it non-negotiable. It's an appointment with the president or your favorite celebrity. Make it that important. Would you ever call in sick to a meeting with, like, I don't know, ladies, Enrique Enrique Iglesias or, like, Britney Spears or whomever you love? Would you be late to a a meeting with Giselle or Tom Brady or, um, I don't know, Name your favorite person, the person you would give anything to meet. That's how important it needs to be, period. Put it on your calendar. That's how you make now happen. You schedule it in to your life. 
And now don't be crazy here. You're not going to go work out two hours a day every single day for the rest of your life. It's not necessary. And you already know that's not going to happen. So pick a reasonable amount of time that you're going to work out this week and put it on your calendar. Pick the time, pick the venue. If you're going to have a workout buddy, set it up with them ahead of time. Make a deal. Neither one of us are canceling, period. Maybe put some money on it. (laughs) But it's that important. That's that important. So to make now happen, you're going to calendar it. Another thing you can do is to set a date and register for something. So if you want to get back to running and you want to get in shape for running, you want to run a 5K or do a triathlon, pick something and register for it. The only reason that I am working so hard right now and what I'm doing is because I registered for my show in July. I already paid the money. It's on the calendar. I got to show up and I got to be ready to stand on a stage in a little tiny sparkly bikini and high heels and pose in that bikini division. It's on the calendar. So what does that mean? Today, I got to make all the decisions that I need to make today in order to make that happen. So it's super duper motivating and powerfully, uh, oh my gosh, when you have registered for something. So Maybe you're not into running or triathletes or bodybuilding shows, but set a date. Do you have a a special event, a wedding? There are so many people who lose a lot of weight before a wedding. Why? Because they take it seriously. There is no deferring past that date. By that date, we must have something accomplished. So pick a date, put it on the calendar, register for an event. Maybe you do a, a, make a bet, make a bet with your best friend. There are also things like diet bets. Um, You can sign up, you can pay some money and you get money back if you succeed. I'm considering doing that in one of my upcoming challenges where you pay a registration and if you reach your goals, you get half of it back. So something like that to really make it so you have a little more skin in the game. That's how you also make now happen. You make it serious. Um, Another tip, I say this a lot also, is to find things that you enjoy. Make it fun. When it comes to working out, have a favorite playlist for your run. Find a running buddy. Find someone to go work out with you. Maybe try a different class every day or a couple of different classes a month. Pick something that you don't hate. If you don't like group fitness, don't go to group fitness. If you don't like lifting weights, don't lift weights. Find a different way to get time under tension. Um, My boot camps are very popular because they're fun. You get to see your friends. It's at the beach. They work because they're enjoyable for some people. Um, Some people hate the beach. They do not want to push, do push-ups in the sand. I say, do not come to boot camp. You'll hate it. I can't make the sand go away. You should be doing something else that you love. So find something that you enjoy. Same with food. If you don't like chicken breast and green beans, don't eat them. Do not force food down your belly just because it's good for you and ideal if you hate it. I love every single bite of food that I eat. Sometimes I'm not as super excited about it, but I make sure I choose the things that I like. Just think about it. If I said, um, if you said I want to get a job and the highest paying job out there was to drive a garbage truck, would you go drive the garbage truck and endure it? Now, some people drive garbage trucks and they probably like it. I don't know. I can't think of anything grosser than smelling trash all day. I don't care if being a garbage woman paid me $500,000 a year. I would not be a garbage woman. (laughs) garbage truck driver woman. I wouldn't do it. So if you know like, oh, if you go to this gym, you can burn a thousand calories an hour. So you drag yourself there and force yourself to endure. No, don't do that. 
don't do that. Get a, get a job as a barista and love your life and settle for, you know, I don't know what baristas make, 50000 a year instead of 500000 Life is short. And if you have to do something every day to move your body, you don't want to be hating that process. Find something you love or enjoy. Find something that makes you feel good, that you don't dread, that you don't want to skip out on, and start there. If you like to walk, walk. If you like to do CrossFit, CrossFit for your life. If you like to come to Miami Beach Boot Camp, come to Miami Beach Boot Camp. Their coach is really nice. Anyway, so just make it fun. And with foods, use the condiments, use the seasonings, use your, eat your favorites. Remember, if you go out to eat, you're willing to pay $18.99 for an entree a lot of the time. But you'll go to the grocery store and say, I'm not going to buy this, you know, nice cut of beef that would be really delicious and hit my protein goals because it's $9.99 a pound. Okay, let's zoom out here. If you're willing to go out to dinner and pay $50 for a meal or whatever, but you're not willing to spend a little bit more on something that you're going to love that's going to help you reach your goals, that is a thought process that a lot of people get stuck in that keeps you from buying things you love. So you'll buy the food that you don't like that usually doesn't get eaten and gets thrown in the trash or spend a little more, eat the thing that you're excited to eat that also gets you to your goals. It's really important there to zoom out as well make those decisions. So also to make now happen, the number one thing I teach, the number one piece of advice I have for you is to make food and food behavior rules, period. Set them up. Decide how food will be a part of your life, not the other way around. I talked about this in a podcast a couple weeks ago. Food is not going anywhere. Hyper tasty foods aren't going anywhere and they're not going to stop marketing them to you. You're not going to have days where you just feel like, you know, I'm going to go run a marathon today. And those days are going to be fewer than the ones where you feel tired. So you have to have rules. You have to have hard and fast commitments with yourself. You have to be able to know when you eat the cookie and when you don't. If a cookie pops up in front of your face, you don't have to eat it. If the opportunity to go out to a, you know, a night with your friends instead of the date on your calendar to go to a workout, that's going to happen. So to make really firm rules, decide how food will be a part of your life. Decide when you have treats. Decide when you drink alcohol. Decide you are in charge of your destiny. And today is the only day that you have and you can choose to make it anything that you want. So make it enjoyable and be really, really firm in what your rules are. Make your rules something you can do for the rest of your life. Because ideally, it's going to be for the rest of your life. So, to summarize, all we have is now. <laughs> if you haven't read the book, The Power of Now, there are so many beautiful truths in this book. Um, I'm currently reading it. I'm considering starting a book club. I'm not quite sure. We have started one with our boot camp. So a bunch of us boot campers are reading this book just a chapter a week. Um, I have it on Audible. I listen to it on Audible. And then I also pick it up and read and highlight. So it's really good. There are a lot of these books that you read. You can really apply them to goal chasing. The concepts apply to your life in a, in a macro way. But then you can also use them as analogies for other parts of your life, which is what I just attempted to do right here in this podcast. So I encourage you to now today make good decisions to get you through the rest of your day. So remember too, like if it's two o'clock in the afternoon and all you've done is slept on your couch and eaten pizza, 
you can choose to shake all that off and say, all right, all I have is now between now and the time I go to bed. I can make good decisions now. I don't also have to get chicken wings and Coke and a box of Chips Ahoy and a bag of ice cream, a box of ice cream, box, a bag of ice cream. I can't talk. Um, we're only one decision away from being on track and from monopolizing on the now. Picking yourself back up when you fall into a bowl of ice cream is a skill as well, just FYI. We're all going to fall down, but getting up, getting up quickly and getting up and moving on quickly is a skill. So we can always develop that. You can develop that now, today. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. If you want to interact with me, go ahead and send me an email, Kristen at kristensmithonline.com. Follow me on Instagram, The Kristen Experience, and make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next time here on Destination Begin.